Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we're talking about shouldn't a Christian-based business have the best products, the best employees, the best service? We have, of course, Dr. Jim Harris with ToAHigherLevel.com on the line today, joining us for this discussion. But before we bring him in, because this is appropriate, I found a Bible verse that talks about how we should be the best at what we do. 1 Corinthians 9.24 from The Message says this, You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes, athletes race. Everyone runs but only one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after the gold medal that's gold and shiny eternally. Dr. Jim Harris with To A Higher Level, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. It is great to be with you again, Jim. Thanks for inviting me. You know, you wrote this article back, I don't know, 47 years ago. Actually, I just... Watch it. Oh, oh, you wrote it last summer in July. And I loved it. And why I didn't call you then and say, hey, Jim, we need to do a show on this because I really liked your premise behind your article. But for some reason, it dropped off my radar. So I apologize. But yeah, because I uncovered it in November. That's when I actually read it and went, wow, that really is good. I love it. So I want to really get into 
Ans- answering the questions, shouldn't Christian products be the best? Shouldn't Christian service be the best? Best? Shouldn't Christian employees be the best employees? I want to answer that question today. But first, I want to hear personally, how is Jesus Christ making an impact in your life today? Well, I could spend the next 55 minutes just doing that alone, Jim. But Take the time. Big, I don't time. You're going to go, ah, time. A couple of big ways. He's opening up... Uh, the Lord is opening up a lot of tremendous speaking and consulting opportunities as I continue to grow to a higher level, which is, um, as you know, where business and faith connect. I speak and I write and I advise entrepreneurs, mentor, coach. Um, he's opening up so many speaking opportunities to some of the largest Christian-based business groups in the world, as well as some of the very finest run companies that are Christian-based, and it's just a blessing. It's just a blessing to see how the, the his doors are opening, not Satan's, but his doors are opening, so that's a huge. But also in our personal life, my wife and I are just learning more and more and more about how to be led by the Holy Spirit in our life. You know, it, it's more than just a get-out-of-hell-free card when we're saved. There is so much more available to us when we allow the Holy Spirit to do His work in us and put Him first. So on a, on a business level, the business is growing. Um, on a personal level, we're diving deeper and wider and higher than we've ever been before. You're diving in. You're going deep. That's there's a, a song. There's a song like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't sing it, please. Don't I, I, you got my promise on that. You're diving. I'm diving oh, deep. I'm, I'm going in. I, I can't do it. Andrea will come up with the Stephen Curtis Chapman song. I'm sure she can do that. All right, so listen. You wrote this article last summer. Shouldn't a Christian-based business be the best? And, and you said the best product, provide the best products, the best service, the best employee relations, the best, the best, the best. And yet... Obviously, the answer to that is absolutely yes, they should be the best. But the problem is, they're not always the best. There are some examples of the best, like, of course, Chick-fil-A. There's nobody that's got better chicken and better service than Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because at Culver's, I'm kind of, you know, I start talking about food. It is 515. Uh, you know, Culver's is my next favorite place. Great Midwestern place. Came down here. Compare the service. Up north, their service was top notch. Compared to Chick-fil-A, yeah, above everybody else, but below Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. All right. They, but they can work. Something to improve on. Something to work towards. Did you find it? Andrea can't find it. She's working on it. Okay. All right. So, listen, why? what drove you to write this article, Jim? Well, basically what you just said, shouldn't excellent be the rule and not the exception when you're doing it all for the glory of God. Unfortunately, it's more the exception these days. And that's not necessarily by design, it's just the way that it is. We, you know, you compare yourself, oh, I'm not a Chick-fil-A, I'm not a Forever 21, I'm not a Bandwidth, I'm not a Ping or whatever. That's not the point. The point is, You should excel in everything that you do, and excellence, as I teach so many leaders, I've taught this for 30 years, even with the old Eckerd Corporation, where I led all the nationwide recruiting right out of there at Clearwater. Excellence should be the minimum acceptable level of performance, especially in a business that is intent on glorifying God. Anything below excellence shouldn't be done. If you're doing something that's not excellent, question it. Well, and I think that that's something that we just need to encourage pastors out there because we need to be driving excellence. And I love that excellence should be the rule. And I think a lot of businesses out there think that they're pursuing excellence, 
but they sometimes they don't even you know they don't have anybody in their life to say yeah but you can improve here i mean a lot of people just operate on their own you know but when you're going deep and you're diving in All right, I just had to get that in there, Jim. I love that. That's just such, such a great chorus. Oh, no, no, she's good. I have nothing to do with that. And give all the credit to Andrea. Okay, so in, in bringing up excellence, and, and really the, and really, we're talking about that in multiple facets of the business, not just the best products or the best service, you know, the customer service or the best products, but also, and this is part of the challenge I leave at the end of every show tonight, being the best employee of anybody in your position in your company. I mean, absolutely, if you're a Christ follower in that business, they, they ought to go, wow, there is something about Jim that makes him the best and want to be the best. It, it, it should be, the, they should be going, you're driving everybody crazy, Jim, stop it. Well, it should be. I want to go back to something that uh, you said earlier, that so many folks, uh, be they secular-based or biblically-based in running or just being part of a firm, they don't have a comparison-level alternative outside the firm. I'm just going to encourage everyone. A lot of what I do in my business now, I've shifted from giving keynotes all over the world to about two-thirds of my business now is consulting, advising, what I say advising, even on retainer basis, to come in and be that coach, to be that executive outside mentor that can help clarify standards, help clarify purpose, help clarify strategic priorities. In fact, in just a couple of more weeks, for the third year in a row, I'll be working with one of the largest Southern Baptist churches based right there in Largo, Florida, with their executive pastors. They understand their need to be excellent, and they're putting together some very fine priorities that will drive them over the next few years. So it's not just for churches, it's for private businesses too. So I encourage those listening, find a good coach, advisor that knows what they're doing, and work with them, they can help clarify what excellence means for you. Well, and I think that that often, I I was meeting with a friend a couple of days ago about his business, and I said, have you ever done a, he he told me what his standard, what he wanted to bring his standards to, and I said, have you ever asked your former customers, you know, people have already bought from you, have you ever done a survey? Have you ever said, hey, what did you think of this, 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 or this? And and give me your feedback, your open feedback, and do it in a generic survey monkey kind of way so that you Uh can get that feedback, but nobody's names are on there or anything like that. And and that thought never even had occurred to this person, and and it's really important because if we're gonna if we're gonna be a light under the world, we need to know where we're messing up. We need to know where people are going. Yeah, you did really great here, here, and here, but wow, when you did this, woo! It's as simple as starting in the word. It's as simple, Jim, and you know this as starting in the word. That is the lens through which we need to judge excellence in everything we do. And in fact, that's why. On the cover of my most recent book, The Impactor, A Parable on Transformational Leadership, what do I have on the cover, Jim? You remember? It's a lens. And that lens is the Bible. When we look at everything through God's perfect Word, and we look at those 66 books not only as personal excellence, but they are the 66 best books ever written on business. When we look at everything through that lens, that gives us some standards to look at as we go forward. I mean, think about Nehemiah rebuilding the wall in 52 days. Think about Moses 
and how God ordained to him and told him exactly how he wanted the tabernacle, the tent tabernacle, or Solomon on rebuilding the temple. The specificity, the excellence is outstanding. We've got role models right there. Mm, I love that. And, and I was, you said something there, and I just totally lost it. Oh, there it went. Okay, we'll come back to it when I remember it. But you were comparing it to the 50, the 66 books of the Bible, and you said the best, uh, but you got to read it's it. not only the best person, But you got to read it. But the best business But book. you got to yeah. read it. I yeah. mean, I can't tell you how many Christ followers I run into, and I say, have you ever read the Bible from cover to cover? And they're like, eh, no. The very first time I ever did that, personal testimony, business focus, the first time I ever did that, 20-some, 25 years ago, I'd never read it all the way through. I picked up the Bible. I said, I guess I really need to read this. And you know what my perspective was? I said to myself, I was still on my corporate climb. I really wasn't close to Jesus, but he was drawing me closer. I asked myself, I wonder what this book has to say about business. That's where I started. And that, from that point forward, I went, oh, my. every time I go back, it's just revelation upon revelation upon revelation. Mm. And that is so true. I, I just challenge people when people say they haven't read it. I'm like, really? How do you know what God's got to say to you if you don't read it? It's 1,580 pages of unbelievable manual on how to operate life. But if you don't read it, you know, and no movie is ever going to get it all in. Well, not accurate. That's for sure. It's just so important. And it is. You're right. There's so much there to help design a business after and to keep it in, in step. You know, and, the fifth and, word, the fifth word of the Bible specifically talks about the power of innovation. You know what the fifth word of the Bible is? Created. In the beginning, God. Yes. I mean, it begins in innovation, creativity, and it goes all the way through to the end of Revelation. It's amazing. All right, so let's get started in this conversation because, you know, and by the way, I, I never really, you know, you said, do I remember what the picture is in the front of your book? No, but isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a lens, but that's the name of the magazine that the reporter works for, Lens Shift Magazine, right? Yes, sir. Okay, see, I got that. I got, I got some credit Man. for that. Okay, all right, Man. good. Okay, all right. Okay, well, I've read it a couple of times. Uh, okay, so what do you see as the reality of the situation? When you compare the delivery of products by Christian companies versus the delivery of products delivered by non-Christian companies, when you wrote this article, what, what do you see as the reality? The reality is that typically there's no difference because secular companies base their delivery on certain world-based aspects, and those are exactly the same standards, if you will, that Christian-based leaders based their standards they don't really they've never been taught or encouraged or thought about i've got a different set of excellent standards i've got 66 books of excellence plus so many other great books out there from a from a a christian biblical perspective to base mine on typically you see no zero differentiation and that's what's even spurring me to write the book i just finished chapter two on today as a matter of fact what's that book going to be called next publication What's it going to be called, Jim? Our Unfair Advantage, How to Unleash the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business. Yeah, and we talked about that the last time you were on the air, The right. unfair, our unfair advantage. And I love that, and we're, we're going to definitely talk about that some more. All right, can you give me a practical example of, some, of the delivery of a product uh, by a Christian company and a non-Christian company and how they're exactly the same, and then what it would look like if the Christian company was seeking excellence through Christ? 
Um, here, here's a simple example that's really relevant because this week is one of my favorite weeks in the whole whole year because it's the Masters Golf Tournament. I'm a big golfer. I enjoy it. I just love the Masters. Of course, we serve the Master, but the Masters Golf Tournament. Um, let's say a golf club, Titleist and Callaway. They're both really well made, but there's one that's a Christian-based company that a lot of people don't even realize, number one, is a biblically-based company, always has been, and number two is one of is always at the very forefront of innovation. They don't brag about it. You're not supposed to. Let the products brag for you. You know which company that is? Well, it's got to be Callaway. Nope. It's oh. Ping. Well, you said Titleist and Callaway. Well, those are two secular companies. Oh, you, did, you said standard. I had to choose between those two. That was a trick I question. Tricked. It's time for our book highlight segment, of course, brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. And Dr. Jim Harris will send you a copy of his incredible book, The Impactor. That's right. Call 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. All right, we're talking about his book, The Impactor. It's a fantastic book. I've read it twice. I have groups going through it. It is a fabulous tool. Here's a short explanation. Investigative reporter Tony Sullivan is a man on a mission. He's been assigned the story of it for his publications spotlight issue. But the story isn't the real story. Instead, Tony finds himself in the crosshairs of the impactor. What Tony thinks is a feature about grace and HR ends up challenging the way he views his work and his world, taking him in a direction he never imagined. That's right. You got to get a copy of this book because I don't know. Jim, do you got any movie rights on this yet? (laughs) No. You want to offer it to me? Uh, No. Read the book. Don't wait for the movie. (laughs) Uh, Read the book. Don't wait. Okay. Okay. All right, we're back live with Dr. Jim Harris with ToolHigherLevel.com talking about noticing the difference or recognizing the difference in the production of a product from a Christian company to a non-Christian company. Okay, so you gave me two companies, Titleist and Callaway, and said, hey, the delivery of the product, is it the same? And I'll tell you, no, Callaway, the the super big Bertha thing, it's incredible to hit uh, off the tee. But then you say... Which one of these is a Christian company? I'm like, I don't know, but Callaway does the best product, so it's got to be Callaway. And you say, no, it's Ping. Well, that wasn't one of your choices, and that wasn't very nice either. Well, we're good friends. I thought I'd throw you a curveball. Okay, so how does Ping deliver products in a more in a better way and more excellence than Callaway and Titleist? From the very beginning, um, from the very beginning of their foundation, they always wanted to be, and they still are considered in golf circles, the leader in technological advances. And they continue that to this day. And also, not only are they a biblically-based firm and always have been, they very quietly at Ping, based uh, in, uh, in uh, Tempe, Arizona, just well, actually in just south of Phoenix, um, they um, support tremendous amounts of uh, associations and Okay. Not the profit groups. So they, 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 and every time they get ready to ship a shipment of their clubs, their team prays over the clubs as they leave. That's fantastic. But and, and that's that's great in how they produce. And what I want to know is how does that come out in the excellence in the production process? And we'll talk about that. Obviously, anybody that's a golfer out there knows that Ping products are fantastic. I, I didn't know that they were better than Callaway, but that's okay. I'm a lousy golfer. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome back to the I Work for Him show. Thank you, Jim. 
All right, so you really threw me for a loop there, and so and I got so distracted. I, I'm still trying to regain my composure. All right, so you're, you're saying that that there should be. I mean, I wanted an example of a distinguishable difference in how a product is delivered, and so. You're saying Callaway and Titleist, you can tell the delivery of the product is actually different than Ping. And here's one of the ways you can you can distinguish that. Golf Digest, which is one of the two top golf magazines published in the U.S., they have their hot lists every year. The hot list is just the best products, the most innovative, the ones that work the best. And for many, many years, I'm not sure how many years in a row, for many, many years, Products of Ping versus Callaway, Titleist, whatever, always have more in the in the hot items list than any other manufacturer. So the experts that know golf, they know what the best and they know what needs to be considered the best across everything they produce. They were typically at the very top of the so-called hot items, the best of the best golf clubs made. So really what you're saying is that my father, if he really loved me, would buy me a set of ping golf clubs instead of giving me his cast-offs, Callaway's. That's oh, what... Callaway's are fine, but I want to support, frankly, a biblically-based business that does the same. And in fact, many of the pro golfers that swing ping from Bubba Watson, who's, of course, the defending champion of the Masters, and many others, many of them are indeed believers, So uh, both on the women's and men's tour. Wow. What do you think about this new kid that, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. He's actually, I actually have a connection roundabout. The kid that just came in uh, second in the, he was in a triple playoff on Sunday. And why well, can't Jordan? Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. What do you think? What, what's he play? What's he hitting? Um, I believe he's a pinger. I would think so, because I believe he's a believer. All right, so here's here, going on then to customer service. Give me an example of two great customer service companies, but and how and one from a Christian perspective, one from a, uh, from a secular perspective, and how the Christian one is doing a better job in delivering service. Do you have an example of that? Yeah, I've got one just right based right there in Clearwater, Tampa, St. Pete. Would you like to hear about it? Yeah, absolutely. As long as it doesn't get me in trouble on the air. No, oh, I would. I would hope not. Pick any plumber in your area, and then compare them to Midway. Are you familiar with Midway? I have. Services? I have used Midway for my air conditioning services. Thank God I haven't had any plumbing problems yet. Well, they they of course do uh, HVAC plumbing and all that. They were founded on biblical principles. Mm-hmm. I don't know the current management. I presume that they still are. However, when they were founded. One of the ways they differentiated themselves from all the other plumbers, in fact, they did such a good job, I highlighted them as the case study in excellent customer service in my award-winning book, Finding and Keeping Great Employees, which was a Fortune Magazine best business book. Midway Services at that time, and this was 15 years ago, they were one of the first to have very clean, pressed uniforms every morning, washed vans clearly marked with Midway, when they walked up to um, the front door, typically of ladies at home by themselves for their repairs, they would knock on the doors gently, stand back, and make sure they parked where the, the ladies could see the van and know and be reassured it was midway. They would have a red carpet rolled up under their arm, and they would ask permission to walk into the house do the repair. Before they walked into the house, they would put on booties like you see in hospitals so all the junk from the ladies' sidewalk would not enter their house. They literally rolled out the red carpet and performed excellent service with a great guarantee. Typically, yes, 
a little bit pricier than Billy Bob in his broken-down pickup right behind him coming and screaming, I'll do it for 30% less. What do you think the lady chose? Well, I can tell you. I'll give you a great Midway story. Uh, we got home on a yeah, it was a vacation. Hmm. I think I just got home from work on a Friday night after 6 o'clock. Air conditioning had been busted all day. One of The kids had been home all day. They didn't notice it had gotten hot in the house. I got home. It's 80-plus in the house. And, and, and so I start, I called the vendor that I had been recommending locally, and uh, they said, mm, they, they're not, we're not going to come out. No, we'll come out. We'll come out. So they finally came out, and they said, yeah, we can't repair it till Monday. We can't get parts. And I'm like, it's Friday night. I'm not going to deal with all parts for, for till Friday night or till Monday morning. And so I called. I just started searching online, and Sears actually said, hey, use Midway. And so I, I said it. I actually just put an invoice or a, a little request for quote service online. And in less than 30 seconds, Midway called and said, hey, I understand you have an air conditioning problem. And I said, yeah, but it's late at night. And they said, no problem. We'll be there in a half an hour. And so they came out on a Friday night at 10 o'clock and fixed my air conditioning for the one company said, you need a new compressor. It's going to be like 2500 bucks. Midway fixed it for 300 bucks. And you know what? It's worked ever since, like three years. And another time they broke down, and I called them at 4 o'clock in the morning, Midway. I called them at 4 o'clock in the morning. I figured I was just going to leave a message. You know what? Somebody crazy answered the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. They do a great job. Now, I don't know about plumbing, but air conditioning. They did a really good job for me. Well, they were founded as plumbers, so you know they're going to do a great job there. All right, so you put in there that they the Christian-based business should have the best employee relations. And this is a tough one because i got to tell you what, I think, and again, a lot of this stuff is we just need to help train and encourage people that they should be seeking excellence. Excellence should be the rule in everything that they do. Uh, and so in, in customer service, or not in customer service, in employee relations, give me an example of what the average company is doing out there for customer, re- or excuse me, employee relations, and how a Christian company is setting out a great example of excellence in employee relations. One of the easiest ways in which you can differentiate if you're a biblically-based company is something as simple yet as powerful as using a service of which I'm very, uh, very high on, marketplace chaplains. Mm-hmm. And that's an employee assistance program where part-time pastors and or retired and or full-time pastors come to your workplace and they actually provide employee counseling services on anything from Issues with marriage, from issues with kids, and if given the opportunity, yes, under all all legal you know basis, we'll share the gospel if it's appropriate, if it's within reason, if it's requested. But more than anything else, they are there as the feet of Jesus, helping from a biblical perspective with employees going through challenges, going through celebrations, many many times going through deaths of family members. So that's one of the easiest ways a Christian company can differentiate is going into a contract with with marketplace chaplains, for example. Well, and I got to give give you a plug on them. I've had them on the air just one time. I need it actually, and then Ross Harrop with C twelve had another local guy with uh, marketplace chaplains on. But these guys do really make an impact on a workplace. They really, really do. In fact, somebody said to me the other day, Jim, maybe you should be a marketplace chaplain. Maybe that's what you should do during the day before you go on the air. I'm like, well, that's an interesting thought. You never know. But yeah. I, 
I don't know if that's what I want to do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I want to tell you also, Jim, that Brian from Tampa called in and won your book. We'll get a copy out to you in the mail, Brian, in the next couple of days. All right. So, Jim, as you look at customer service, now compare that or employee relations. Well, I'm sorry. Employee relations of a company that brings in marketplace chaplains versus employee relations in the average company. Do a good contrast compare so that people can understand why you think that somebody bringing in a chaplain is providing better employee relations. That's just one tactical example, and here's why. When the companies that under, for instance, marketplace chaplains, I've spoken to many of their events, I've, I've advised and coached their senior leaders and all their regional leaders. I know them well. We're great partners in what we do together. Um, they have taken internal surveys and asked the companies that they serve how to rate and compare their services, just like you said earlier about some guys I hadn't even thought about asking our customers, and almost 100%, just shy of 100% of every one of their customer bases, all of their employees rate the services, the employee services of marketplace chaplains as their favorite benefit, without question, of all the benefits offered. Wow. That by itself is a great reason. I'm not saying that secular companies don't offer great employee services. That's not the point. The point is, a simple point of differentiation is exactly, I want to offer Christian-based potential employee relations services, and it's just as simple as picking up the phone and calling Marketplace Chaplain. Well, and i got to tell you, you know, most companies, if they're big enough and they have their own HR person, that HR person tends to be the per- the, the, the person within the company that people come and talk to, but they're not a counselor, and they often have way more things that they could ever get done in a day and don't have time to actually help you walk through problems. I mean, it's- If you're a five-person company or a 5,000-person company, um, you, you can use a chaplaincy service. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Hey, you know, speaking of chaplaincy service, you know, and, and really I want to encourage our listeners to pray for our president. You know, when he when he yep. shared at the prayer breakfast, uh, just, to, I don't know if it was yesterday, the day before they were quoting it today on the news, that... You know, he's he's been hurt by some Christian people, uh, and he actually brought that up And as he's saying, well, you know, I know this is, Jesus said we're supposed to love people, but, you know, there's a lot of Christians that have done a lot of, uh, said a lot of unloving things about me. And that just, he's been hurt by a lot of Christians, so it's no wonder that he reacts the way he does towards Christianity. Uh, and so we need to pray for our president, and we also need to be a good example. You know, we need to pray for people. We're supposed to pray for our leaders, pray for those that are in leading or in leadership in our country, and we need to pray for them. And, and that just, that was just a little aside. All right, so Jim, when we talk about, we, we need to start a tidal wave of excellence. You know, I know that in your book, The Impactor, you talk about the Impact 500. And I know you've kind of stepped away from that idea, but you still are pursuing the two percenters. You're still pursuing the two percent of Christian business owners, of small business owners that are Christians that really want to apply their faith to their workplace, put it into action. But how do we start a tidal wave of excellence amongst those people? How, how do we do it? You know, it, it's as simple as just two things. Believe it and do it. I know that sounds simplistic, but it's a little not. trite. Actually, come on, better than better from you. Believe it and do it. Yeah, just believe it and do it. Believe it, saying yes. I believe that we should be the best. We need to raise our standards. We need to do this to the glory of God. Is how we answer the phone to the glory of God. Is how we respond to customers to the glory of God. Is how we pay our vendors to the glory of God. Is how we treat our competitors 
to the we can compare everything we do. We've got to believe that yes, we need to be the best. And simply, what do we need to get? What do we need to do to get there? What? Let's do it. What do you think's holding us back, though? As as the body of Christ, the the church, the the body of Christ, not, not any church building. I don't care about denominations; they all make me vomit anyway. Let's just as the body of Christ, regardless of what you claim as a denomination, what's holding us back from pursuing excellence in our workplaces? And I, I don't, this is not just a conversation for owners. This is a conversation for 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 Betty, the salesperson, and Bob, the executive assistant. This is a this is a conversation from ever everybody who's a Christ follower in business we should be doing excellence no matter what we're doing whether we're flipping burgers or or you know being a chauffeur or a taxi driver or the or president of a company it doesn't matter we should be do, doing excellence what's holding us back what's your opinion uh well i believe it's more than opinion i believe it's you know i think it's reality the top two reasons jim number one fear fear is the number one tactic of the enemy Satan, that's exactly what he uses in everything. He tries to lead us with a spirit of fear. But First Timothy says, we are not given a spirit of fear. No, no, no. Fear is a spirit. We are not given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's what we're given through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's fear and intimidation. In fact, First Peter 4, uh, verse 14, Peter wrote, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you when you when you take heat for the name of Jesus. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, you are glorified. So we just need to put this fear thing, oh, I'm afraid of what people are going to say. Forget it. Forget it. Don't let fear ruin you. And number two... Wait, 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 wait. All right, we've been talking for the last hour with Dr. Jim Harris with toahigherlevel.com about shouldn't a Christian-based business have the best products, service, employee relations? And I said, Jim, we wanted to start a tidal wave of excellence in Christian business people, no matter whether they're the owner or whether they're the supporting staff. How do we start the, that, that wave of excellence? And you said, we just got to believe it and do it. And then I said, what's holding this back? And you said, two things, fear and number two is? Lack of commitment. You know, in, the, in my book, The Impactor, A Parable on Transformational Leadership, I suggest there are four leadership virtues that this, this leader that transformed his company, his community, based his leadership upon. Character, competence, courage, and commitment. Commitment is the last critical piece for a believer, because in commitment, that is the drive-through. That is... That is your, um, your desire to reach a long-term goal. And when you combine the concepts of the purpose of why you do it and the payoff, that will help you be persistent in, that, in that, whatever that decision is to run a biblically-based company that you're doing. So fear, we, first we've got to come over, overcome fear and put fear to the side. And second, we've got to com- maintain our commitment to following through even though there's going to be resistance, because, hey, when you rear your head in the world, in the world financial systems that are run by Satan, he's not going to be happy. He's going to come at you, so we've got to fully armor every day, and we've got to stay true to our commitment, just like you opened up with. We've got to run the race to win. 
Yeah, it's it. We and that's really what I I try to do with these shows. Just encourage people. Listen, we're supposed to stand out there. If your life has been impacted by Jesus Christ, everything about you should be changing, and everything about you should be impacted, from how you treat your children to how you treat your spouse to how you treat your boss to how you treat your job to how you treat your customers to how you treat the people in traffic on Almerton Road that's been under construction for fifty years. It doesn't matter. We should be treating everything about us should be different. And, and and that's I love the way you're the one that started this. Excellence should be the rule, and that's we got to start this tidal wave of excellence. I'm going to add that to my the things that I want for people to sign up for in the I Work for Him Nation that they want to rule. They want to be excellent in their position. I love. I lead those words. a lot of executive teams in strategic business planning, um, particularly biblically based teams. The two percenters, for profit, privately held, biblically based. And when we get to describing your brand, and everybody talks about brand, I suggest for a Christian-based business, there, you know, when, when you think of Volvo, their brand is safety. When you think of Lexus, their brand is luxury. And well, Volvo has luxury and Lexus has safety, but they have this one brand that they're driving this customer experience. I suggest, Jim, that every Christian-based business could should have the same basic brand, and that's one word, excellence. I love that. I love that. All right, Jim, really quick. I know you're finishing up a couple of books out there. What's the next one that's going to be published this year? Our Unfair Advantage, How to Unleash the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business. I love that. And that you expect that to be out this fall? It'll be out in September. It'll be out, in, and you're done writing it already? Um, I've outlined the entire book, and I finished uh, Chapter 2, Putting the Pieces Together, and I'll start uh, Friday on Chapter 3. And so we should have this book ready to go to print by um, no later, no later than the 1st of July. That's awesome. All right, well, we're looking forward to that coming out. All right, we've come to the end of another I Work Rim Show. Jim, I'll let you go, but thank you so much for being part of the I Work Rim Show and this great conversation. Keep writing those blogs. I love them. They're great ideas for shows. I'll look for the next one coming out. We can have a conversation. And when the book comes out in the fall, absolutely going to have a whole show about that. So make sure you send me a preview copy so I can bring you on and talk about it. Would love to. Thank you, Jim. It was a blessing being with you again, brother. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to you, Doctor Jim Harris. Sorry, my lips are rented today. All right, listen. As we come to the end of another I Work for Him show, I'm looking for a thousand people in Tampa Bay to take this challenge. The challenge to become part of the I Work for Him Nation. A thousand people that were willing to commit and start praying for their coworkers and employees right now. List them out. Pray for them and start looking for ways to reach out to those employees outside of the office so that they could see that you're real. So you have an opportunity to be transparent and vulnerable with them. And then they could see that you're different. Start looking for ways to pray for them in the workplace on days that they're having a bad day and start looking for ways to serve them in the workplace. And as Jim just said, to be excellent in your position, the most excellent person in your position in your company. Contact me via Facebook at I Work For Him or on our website at Contact Us and let me know you want to be part of the I Work For Him Nation and look soon on our website for a little button that's going to travel on every page that says I Work For Him Nation. Click here because I want I want to know there's people willing to make this commitment. That's why I'm doing the show. I want to know that people are being inspired to look at their workplaces like they've never looked at them before. So sign up. Let me know today. Go on to iWorkForHim.com and contact us. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 